Welcome to The Stack, a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech. I'm your host, Sean Henry. I'm Tim Staberski. And I'm Ryan Sylvester. Today is Thursday, February 28th, 2019. We're coming to you from Pepperland Marketing in Cheshire, Connecticut. <laughs> it says happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> we need to update our notes. It's not Valentine's Day. That was a few weeks ago, but I believe this is episode number 43. It is. And as always, we've got lots of good updates for you and your friends. And, and loved uh, ones. And loved ones. Yeah. And pets. Maybe even enemies. <laughs> and um, each week we uh, give you three or four articles, blog posts, announcements. announcements. Yeah. Uh, that has uh, you know things that caught our attention and that we think you should be aware of and, and try to break it down and tell you what you could do with that information so that you could become a better marketer. Uh, so this week I've got the first one and it is an update. Coming from Google, um, to the uh, test my site tool on the Think with Google website. That's a mouthful. Uh, it is a mouthful. So, Jerry uh, Dishler, I think I'm saying that right. Dishler, yeah. uh, he's a vice president product management. Uh, he made the announcement on uh, just a few days ago, uh, kind of going through how some things have changed and the evolution evolution of this tool. And if you're not familiar with it, Test My Site is basically around page speed and performance. It gives you a quick snapshot of how um, how your your page performs on a mobile device. So you can improve page speed, keep people from bouncing once they come to your site throughout a mobile device, and hopefully see some higher rankings, higher engagement. It's always been a great tool, yep. um, but they've definitely made it a lot better with this update. So now, in addition to giving you a snapshot of the individual page that you're testing, they're giving you both the speed of your entire site and individual pages. Um, it will tell you whether the uh, speed is faster or slower compared to the prior month and um, tell you if your speed is fast, average, or slow. Uh, compare you to compare. others in the industry. Yep. You can plug in competitors, which that's always been a yeah. functionality. But And uh, something that I wasn't aware of until you guys uh, spiked this out to me is that it allows you to actually calculate the impact yeah. that this these speed performance issues have on actual revenue. Yeah, you have to plug in certain metrics around like your conversion rates and you know your average deal size, deal size, and things like that. But you, when you walk away, you walk away with you know a real dollar amount that you can take to your high ups and say, "This is why we need a new server." Or yeah, whatever and that typically the is the uh, the pushback. Like people do not understand that there is you know a real dollar sign. Yeah. Um tied to this, like money that you were losing, they just see the dollar sign and fixing it. And um, yeah, yeah, the web is painfully slow. So we all need to, to work on this, but hopefully this makes, makes it a little bit easier for you to make that case. So yeah. check it out. We've got the link in the show notes. Um, let us know uh, what your page speed is. We'd be curious to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what ours is? Uh, no comment. <laughs> yes, we need to do some work on our own uh, performance for sure. So... Uh, something that caught my eye this week was the 2019 social media industry benchmark report. This comes from comes from Rival IQ. Author is Blair Free Feehan. Hope that I pronounced that right. Um, so this report is focused on the three major social channels: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and primarily of the of 12 top industries. And those include. Hang on, I have to scroll all the way back up. Oh my god. <laughs> I can read them. I got them. Okay, go, go ahead. We've got alcohol, fashion, food and beverage, health and beauty, higher ed, home decor, hotels and resorts, influencers, media, nonprofits, retail, sports teams, and back to the top. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, it's it, so cheesy, Sean. <laughs> I, I love that they include alcohol though. Like no one ever spikes out alcohol. Well, so well, yeah. First impression here. This is very like B to C. Yes. Study. Yeah. Yes. No, but um, it, it gives you a lot of cool insights to what type of content works for each industry, but um, it also gives you a good benchmark if you are in one of those industries, which of course I'm sure everyone falls into one of those buckets, but it gives you um, a benchmark to look at your own data and see where you want to invest more of your time. You might see that for the media industry, engagement is super low for Twitter, but super high for Instagram. So it can tell you like where you want to focus all your efforts. Um, but pay, it also gives you information to pay attention to your industry. So if you're performing way below the industry norm, it gives you a chance to figure out maybe why or test new stuff. Do some competitor. And I think, it, yeah, research. it is kind of helpful because it'll show you like, all right, well, am I focusing on the wrong network compared right. to my peers? Wrong post type, right? Wrong. The media one is shockingly low. Yeah. Yeah. It's like for any craft brewer out there focusing their efforts on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably not going to work out. Um, I, yeah, no, it's, I think it's it's pretty interesting. I am a little puzzled by some of it, but that's fine. Some of it is a little, yeah, like top, I'm a big skeptic on, I, I don't know. I, top hashtag, I think, for media was Canada. Oh. Something like that. <laughs> but I still think that there's valuable information in there, but there's some weird stuff. It is neat. So I went to, to higher ed because we, we, we do a lot of work in higher ed. And um, this tells us that um, although it, it looks like higher ed institutions are focusing more heavily, if I'm reading this right, they're posting with more frequency on Facebook and Twitter, but they have far less engagement than they see on Instagram where they spend about half, you know, half they, they spend a, yeah, half the effort there. So um, they're posting about 1.08 posts per day on Facebook, uh, 0 0.49 posts per day on Instagram, so basically one every other day, and uh, almost two per day on Twitter. Um, so Facebook on Twitter, their engagement, let's see, Facebook engagement is 0.12%, Twitter 0.079%, on Instagram it's 3.96%. So they're spending twice the amount of effort in two platforms that get them a tiny percentage level engagement that Instagram currently gets them. Yeah, But, you know, that's just one way to look at it. This doesn't tell us, well, what's actually... Like if you want to get click-throughs to your site, engagement on your actual site. It's probably Facebook. Yeah. Different story, assume. right? Yeah. But interesting to see. Yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think what, you know, just to build on what Ryan said, use this as a, um, I don't know what the word is, like a guiding light or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the little airplane dudes guiding the plane into the runway. Actually, yeah. no, that has to be pretty precise. So never mind. Ignore that analogy. <laughs> you don't don't fully trust this. Yeah. Just like use it to kind of. Yeah, you should always start with your 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 current and historical performance. You know, of your own efforts. Use it for inspiration um, to test new things. So, like, if you're only you doing video posts, then you see that others are getting better results with photos. Maybe you should give that a try. Yeah. Good stuff. I like the visualizations, though. This is a good example of how adding visualizations and content will potentially get you people talking about that content on podcasts or linking to it. <laughs> so that's my big takeaway. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something that caught my eye by accident yesterday as I was just clicking around in uh, Google Search Console is the fact that they've made some changes, which, Sean, 
pointed me to this article after I asked a question about it. Um, so this article is titled Announcing Domain-Wide Data in Search Console, and it's um, over on the Webmaster Control blog. Um, and it's essentially just a, a revamp of the way that data is um, presented and sort of rolled up within Search Console. Um, you know, Google's always recommended that you go in and verify every version of your site, whether, you know, HTTP, HTTPS, www, non-www um, versions so that you have access to all of that data. Um, but it hasn't always been presented in the most right. helpful way. Um, John has a thought. What I see is that a lot of people will register like one section of their website or like one variation of their domain and think that is all, yeah, everything that they need to see. So that that's always been a challenge with Google yeah. search console. It's just not obvious to most people that you, you need to do that. Or maybe you're granted access to something. You're not the owner. Again, you're only getting partial visibility. So I like this in that they're trying to, from the beginning, encourage you to get this full view the challenge with that is in order to get that full view, you, you've got to work with somebody who can actually modify like your domain settings. You have to configure DNS settings to do this. Most people are not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, for us, I think it's a good thing though. Yeah. Uh, so I am excited about it. And certainly if you have access to many different Google search console properties, it's always been super, super annoying navigating through that list. And it's so much easier. This is a lot easier now. Yeah. So definitely excited about that. Yeah. But it's cool, yeah. So talk to your um, IT team or whoever manages the, you know, the actual domain and see if they could help you get access to this because it's good data. For some reason, I thought you were telling me to talk to our IT team. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. App of the week. App of the week. Still need that. Do, that we don't have an app of the week. Yes, we have an app of the week. Yeah. Of course, we have an app of the week. I didn't, I, it is our good friends at SEM Rush and. We've talked about SEMrush in the past. Yeah. And uh, if you use a product, you're probably very aware that they have many, many tools. A ton of tools. Possibly too many. Um, <laughs> too many to navigate. A lot of different tool belts, a lot of different yeah. um, product groupings. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of good stuff. Sometimes it's a little bit tough to find, but a lot of really good stuff. One of them, um, I, I think one of the more valuable things that they offer is um, a tool that is really created for content creators called topic research. Yeah. Um, it instead of focus instead of focusing on keywords, like a lot of SEOs tend to focus on, this just gives you topics, which SEOs are increasingly focused in on. So I went to my favorite example, lawnmowers. <laughs> Let's say I am a business that sells lawnmower equipment and I'm trying to come up with uh, blog topic ideas uh, to to grow our traffic and to get some leads. Um, I plug in lawnmowers into this tool. I say, I'm looking, I'm reaching a U.S. audience. So I select the United States and I gather ideas. And the tool lists out a series of subtopics that you should write related to lawnmowers with estimated search volume, uh, top linked content, common questions yeah. is really, really useful. And you could also filter by trending topics to get those to bubble up first. So I'll give you the results. When I narrow it down to trending topics, Black & Decker is rising up to the top. With 27,000 monthly searches. Wow. I'll be honest. I didn't know they made lawnmowers. <laughs> well, here's what it is. The top linked article for black and around the block and black and Decker <laughs> subtopic is cordless lawnmowers. Oh, electric. Well, no. There, there you lawnmowers. go. 
You do not buy an electric lawnmower. Why not, Ryan? What are you going to cut with that? Ooh, this is an interesting blog post. Yes. So, you know, you can start to brainstorm all these really great ideas, um, build out that initial list of uh, topics, and um, you could prioritize by volume, difficulty, topic, efficacy, uh, right? (laughs) I thought it was efficacy. It's efficiency. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, that Um, makes sense. And there's different ways to visualize the data too. So yeah, the like, mind map is really interesting. Um, that is. So if you're familiar with the tool, Answer the Public. Yep. This is just like Answer the Public. Um, but yeah, great tool. Again, perfect way to, to at least just get those creative juices flowing and do some brainstorming. And because this is in SEM Rush, you can dive into all the other tools that they have once you've identified these subtopics. Yep. Do some really granular keyword research. Check out the competition and. Do some great stuff. So check it out. We'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah. And just on a related note, um, next Thursday, March 7th, 2019, uh, we will be in New York City at SEM Rush's live conference. Yeah. Um, if any of you are listening and are going, we would love to meet up. Definitely. Quick lightning round, guys. Yeah. First one, Facebook wants up to 30% of fan subscriptions versus 5% of Patreon. I don't know what any of that means. You know what a Patreon page is? It's mostly like for comedians and people that are gated, you know, they have gated shows or podcasts and you can buy in and. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they cool. want, they're creating something similar, but ah. they want a lot more money. Neat. Uh, Spotify launches in India. Cool. Cool. Interesting. Uh, we're ready. Potentially, yeah, potentially a, a good thing. Does that have the podcast app as well? I think so. And I, I also think that I read in the article that it's free currently. Okay. So you can you can do yeah, anything yeah. yeah you can do anything premium but for free in India so like if you're trying to reach a, an audience in India and be, you yeah. have a podcast that's that could huge be a nice way to, yeah cool uh, we're ready for foldable phones but are they ready for us that I was actually one thing to keep in mind uh, that I was digging into that is foldable phones um, which I don't know if you see, if you guys have seen that thing but the 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 display but it's really interesting but anyway um, the the specs are different. Uh, you know, the, the dimensions of those foldable phones are, are very different from anything else that we have. Mm. It's for people um, who sit on their phones all the time, right? Yeah. Okay. No, no, <laughs> but, but um, like it'll impact. It's cushion, it's cushion shaped? I'm saying it'll impact designers um, and websites. You know, it'll, it'll add to that layer of responsiveness that we need to cool. build in. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Last one, about the cushions. secret lives of Facebook moderators in America. Really interesting, really long article, but super cool. Yeah, I saw that one uh, shared quite a bit. I haven't read it yet. Though. Yeah, I'm definitely read Facebooked it. out. Read it. Yeah. It's awesome. Cool. Cool. Leave us a review. Don't send us your hate mail. We will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> Never say bye like that again. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs>